Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Moon Man time. It's Moon Man time. Moon Man number 10. Numero 10 on the Luna, the Lunar, Luna Hombre Listo is none other than File on in, hit that like button, let's go. Last year's yearbook was fantastic, was it not? Let's get into the Moon Men for 2023. Number 10, coming up after the intro. File on in, True Penguin in the house. Appreciate your help earlier, True Penguin. Let's get to Moon Man number 10. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is time. It is where my blue light blocking glasses. Your boy Smitty needs to take care of the ojos so they don't get rojos. And we've got numero 10 dropping here in moments. File on in. Hit that thumb up button for your boy Smitty. As we break down Moon Man number 10. We'll let everybody get in here before we drop it. But this one's exciting. I think uh, you guys are going to like this one. I think the majority of everybody watching will absolutely love it. Kind of fits a theme of what we've been cranking out. Um, I realize that. But there's a a method to the madness. Um, And I think that uh, this one will make a lot of you pretty, 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 pretty happy. So, file on in. Uh, we'll open the phone lines after that. See what you guys think of Moon Man number 10. And we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, if anybody would like to drop a prediction of who they think Moon Man number 10 is, I'm willing to look at these these guesses uh, before we jump right into it. Um, who's first in the building, by the way? Who's first in the building? I'm trying to take a care of some behind-the-scenes maintenance real quick. Hold on one second. I uh, gotta select this, 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 this. Boom, boom, boom. Down the, down the, the list here. This is a Moonman video. Yes, it is. Moonman saved. Thank you for your patience on that. All right, what are you guys saying? Who does everybody think it is? Someone says Purdy. <laughs> no. Uh, Mikey in the building. AJ Brown to the moon. Uh, JSN. Um, patience on that one, young Padawan. Padawan. Uh, Space monsters. Let's go. Moonman. Number 10 is none other, none other than, it's following a pattern, ladies and gentlemen. I, I it, There's rhyme and reason to it. Changing of the guard. It's the way it is. Moonman number 10. George Pickens. George Pickens. I, I look. We've got another sophomore on the board. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. It's 
Space Monsters. It really is shocking and something I couldn't have foreseen. It, yeah, the thing is, I don't even know if we can put London on the board because then we got every sophomore wide receiver on it. But it's like, look, guys. I I mean, it, it's not like I'm. It's not like you can do this with accuracy if it isn't the way it is. You know what I mean? You can't just come out and say all sophomores are on the Moon Men list. This is a crazy group of of players. The craziest part about out about it all. This is gonna make Ron happy. The craziest part about this is that every one of them is every one of these sophomores is essentially not in the best quarterback situation as of this moment. Doesn't mean that that doesn't change, but that's how good the group is. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. So, like you look at Garrett Wilson, I believe his situation changes clearly. Space monsters. Um, for the for the good. Uh, I think Alave's situation could change for the good. I think um, Pickens and Watson, their situations could certainly change for the for the the better or worse. I mean, Watson going from A Rod to Love probably isn't the most exciting thing, but I think it could work out uh, better than a lot of people think. Pickens, a lot of people doubt Pickett, but you know we'll see if he progresses enough. I think he will to 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 unleash enough havoc in the direction of George Pickens. Um, here are are the numbers for Pickens last year. If anybody is curious, and they they know he did good, but maybe they weren't they didn't own him, so they they didn't quite have a handle on what he was doing. Um, eight hundred one yards, fifty two receptions, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, twenty four rece- uh, rushing yards. I, it was a good year considering, you know, he almost didn't get vaulted into, you know, amazing opportunities until. You know, Pickett got in there. Pickett to Pickens. You know, we, we joked about it all offseason. But more importantly, we've got this little number here. Uh, this little number here, um, we talked about this in the offseason, and there are a lot of people that clowned on the concept of, of this guy being the number one wide receiver his rookie year, being the top dog, exiting 2022 with a clear, this is the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh. So many people clowned on this take when I when I dropped it on RG. I'm going to show it to you right now. Here it is. The best wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is George Pickens. Now, that, that's, this was in before week one. So look at this. Pickens is going to be a beast. You know I'm going to be seeking cred for this as what the crap man. Uh, facts. A couple of people agreeing, obviously. This year's Callaway making fun of the Callaway prediction. Deontay exists somewhere. Give him some respect, you know, some expletive respect. Does he need to know how to? Con- he doesn't know how to control his emotions. Let's go. I said this la- like last week. Whatever. Young uh, voices. Okay, hold on. It's going too quick. Let me pause it here. Come on, man. What's this guy saying? Come on, man. Pretty bold take. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta go back on that one. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm trying to pause it. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pause this. There we go. Come on, man, that's a pretty bold take. I'm staying away from wide receivers and Steeler wide receivers. What did I say in response? Come on, man. Until they aren't, bro. He's not a wide receiver one, Smitty. You know who Deontay Johnson is. Got a lot of Deontay Johnson. Like Smitty, Mike Clay just dropped his picks each round. He's watching you. Claypool punching the air. You're getting closer to using a Beetlejuice meme. <laughs> <This is> Chad. 
Congrats, Chad. It's impossible for the amount of rookies you're hyping to produce. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How did that happen? How did that work out? Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. I think our rookies did pretty, pretty, pretty good, Shawnee boy. Shawnee Sullivan. Uh, someone is definitely on the hype train. He's not a separator. Okay. We'll see, Lion81. Picking season. Uh, Joey knows what time it is. Uh, who is your top five redraft players? I obviously didn't answer you, Slasher. I apologize. K. Will. Looks like we got another creeping on the bottom corner of the Moon Man list. Next episode, says K. Will. Lame, says Yippee. Yippee Kaye says, lame, it's preseason. Uh-huh. Okay, yippee. Uh, Mark Cleveland loves it. Toe, tappy, tap, tap, says James. Uh, quiet, please. Uh, Juntz uh, wants us to, to be quiet about it. Put him on the rocket ship. Uh, hate the way you hype preseason like this. Degrades the quality of your channel. <laughs> Dear Smitty. This is Lenny Mack. Hate the way you hype preseason like this. As if I don't know the difference between preseason hype and hey, this is a sign of things to come. But that's okay, Lenny. Obviously you don't you don't like me very much, but Lenny says Lenny says, hate the way you hype preseason like this degrades the quality of your channel. What did I say in response? You could be wrong and I could actually I could be wrong you you could be wrong and I actually like a player. And the bold call could be right. Do you know what is going to happen? Question mark. Sorry, it's hard for me to read on the screen because it's very uh, far away and, and small on my screen right now. I don't think he outscores pick, uh, Pickens, but I do think he ruins Deontay Johnson's upside. So anyway, I just thought it was fun to reflect back on a... The reason I went to that post is because there was so much negativity. That wasn't all of it. I just stopped. There's, there's a long post, but there's so much negativity on how on earth could I possibly not like Deontay Johnson in my blind. Deontay's a top five wide receiver, Smitty. You should go look at that post on Instagram. It's back in before week one. It's 24, 25, 20, or no, 26 weeks ago, something like that. It's just amazing the closed-mindedness people have, like as if Deontay is the be-all, end-all of wide receivers. It's absolutely hilarious to, to look through those. Uh, Ron Navy dropping a wad, I believe, on screen. Why can't I see the super chat by Ron? I see it in the there it is. My comments were a little delayed there, but Ron dropping a ten dollar hauler to the moon. All ten dollar haulers get a moonshot. Appreciate you, Ron. I knew Ron would be happy about this one. He was. I think he's been waiting for this one for a while. And Ron, make sure you understand this. Just because he was ten does. Doesn't mean he's the 10th ranked at the end of the day. Number five could be number one. Um, it's just, it's some of the release is about how I'm projecting value to go up, and I want to get the word out to you guys before the values increase. And I wasn't real worried about Pickens' value, you know, increasing. I was more worried about the rookies going up in value as we get really near rookie talk and rookie evaluations in the NFL draft. So I wanted to fully make sure I had all of my rookies. Uh, and there's still a, a rookie wide receiver that might crack the board. I know a lot of you are waiting for him. Um, hang tight. But I wanted to get all the rookie running backs on the, the movement list before we had any hype going on them. And so people knew that the show was singling out four RBs 
and these four are the guys. The Moon Men, dropping loads in outer space. It is Charbonnet, and everybody's going to get on the train very soon. Space Monsters. Now, everybody has Bijan and Gibbs in the top two. I mean, that's kind of par for the course, but I have them ranked higher in redraft and dynasty than most people. Bijan's my number one overall fantasy football dynasty running back. In a startup draft, he's the number one RB off my board. If I go Jamar Chase or Jefferson number one, that's fine. Or if you do, that's fine. But as an RB, Brees Hall is a close second, or you could say tied for first in some, some uh, you know, if the wind's blowing a certain way. But Bijan's my number one dynasty fantasy football running back, and he is my surprise. I say surprise because I don't want anybody drafting Bijan in the top five running backs on draft day, but he's my surprise top two running back finisher in redraft. I think he's that good this year. Um, but the two the two more underrated running backs ranked here are Charbonnet and Tucker. Sean Tucker and Charbonnet in the right spot could be top 10 running backs during their rookie season. You heard me correct. Sean Tucker and Zach Charbonnet, this man right here. Get Charbonnet. Pop open a nice bottle of Charbonnet. This glorious man right here named Zach Charbonnet. Pop open a nice bubbly uh, and, and spray it all over. Is going to turn heads. And he's going to turn heads at the combine. He's going to become everybody's favorite darling rookie running back. There are going to be people that think they're so bold as to say, Smitty, you're wrong. He's the number one rookie running back, which I say all the time he's capable of it. You know, some guy's going to try and come in here into the chat and act like he's first. I don't know who was. Who was that guy that always wanted to be first to everything? No matter what I said, he's like, I said it first. I said it first. Smitty, I said this I said this when I came out of the womb. Smitty, who was that? Was that, uh, who was that? I forget who that was. I forget what guy, what, what his name was. Ron or, uh, not Ron Navy, but Rock, Rock, Ronnie or something like that. I forget what it was, but he always would come in and be like, me, I should have first, me, I should have before. When you were saying it, I was saying it right before when the, when the intro was, was loading. I said it when, when the intro came on, <laughs> he was constantly doing that. But Zach Charbonnet, uh, it's going to become everybody's darling. And so many people are going to think they thought up that he could be the number one running back in the draft class. Just get ready. The hype's going to be huge. Sean Tucker, too. Another moon man extraordinaire. The moon man. Look at him. Dropping loads Look at in him. outer space. Sean Tucker looks about 48 years old. Don't let that fool you. Space monsters. Sean Tucker, I believe, is 21 years old. Don't let Sean Tucker's, hi, I'm a high school uh, teacher, and I, I've got tenure fool you that look he's got there that's like he's walking into the science lab um this guy is a young 21 22 year <laughs> he's not i promise you he's not turning 50 tomorrow i know you guys think I, I i never pump up older running backs but this guy at 58 years old is gonna drop loads all over the place sean tucker uh but sean tucker and charbonnet are gonna instantly become favorites fan favorites they're gonna love the guys both of them Charbonnet, Charbonnet. Get Charbonnet. Get Charbonnet. a nice bottle of Charbonnet. Get Charbonnet. It's gonna be amazing, I promise. And uh, and and Sean, get Sean Tuckered. <laughs> get Tucker the trucker is going to uh, just drive all over the the field, just steamroll over people.
Get Sean Tuckered. <laughs> that, that clip coming soon. Actually, Coach Charbonnet. This is electric. Electro. That's kind of what that guy did. He kind of always say that stuff. Uh, Smitty, what do you think of uh, Deuce Vaughn? I'll look more into him, bro. Uh, clearly, uh, I have some rookie stuff to drop, and and I'll I'll examine him a little bit more in detail. But you'll you'll hear from me, okay? There's more rookies to come, more rookie content to come. Especially the wide receivers are going to be coming. This year's Moon Men is a lot different than last year's. Almost all unproven guys. I think this would be a good dynasty list, not redraft. Says, I'm him. Let's look at it. Let's look at it. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. So, Space Moon says, I think maybe you feel this way after the fact, bro. I'm kind of feeling like, who said that? Uh, it's, I'm him, said that. He said, uh, this year, and I'm not trying to call you out, I'm just trying to address this. This year's moon men is a lot different than last year's. Almost all unproven guys. I think this would be a good dynasty list, not redraft. That's what I want, bro. This is what I want everybody to think. And if if hindsight's twenty twenty and things look a lot clearer to you right now, bro, let me show you the old moon men list. And you tell me how big name these guys are. There's a couple big names. And we're going to have a couple big names. There'll be two or three. But you tell me if I add two or three more big name players to this list right here, you're telling me that last year's list looked like it was way more loaded with known players. Like, just take a look at the yearbook. So you got Hertz, you got Burrow, Etn, Bijan, Walker, Hall, Bijan. Those are all very similar, underrated guys. Lamb, St. Brown was super underrated. Pollard, AJ. I, you know there are there are a couple names. I would say there are four. Like you know, obviously Hertz. Hertz was doubted by a lot of people though. Hertz, Burrow, Lamb. And, and St. Brown was a steal the majority of the early offseason, and he started to climb. He was a 6th, 7th round guy when we started touting him up. So really, Swift, AJB, Lamb, Burrow, was four guys. And then Hertz was was a 6th, 7th round pick, you know? Like, especially early on, it was like 7th round pick. Joe Burrow was 6th, 7th round pick. So these two look, Joe Burrow and Hertz, look like they're big household names now then why were they in the 6th and 7th round? You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, the only guys you could say are huge name players at this point last year that were completely uh, accepted as top 4, top 5 round draft picks when we had them on the list, bro. It wasn't Walker. wasn't Hall. Hall climbed. Hall climbed. We started talking up Hall when he was a 5th round player. And ETM was a 6th a and 5th round player. There's nobody on this list that was inside the top Three rounds, but AJ Brown, Swift, and and Lamb. So three guys. I don't really. I think that at the end of the day, bro. The Moon Men. This list. Dropping loads in outer space. At the end of the day, this list will look very similar, and that someone could come in here and say the same thing. Space Moon says. And I'm just addressing it. I'm not trying to uh, say you're you're all that wrong. Yeah, and and Electro's 100% correct. Hindsight is so. Freaking 2020, the hate on Hertz was insane last year. People forget. People forget, bro. People forget. Um, Lamb, Amon Ra, Hertz, AJ Brown, all underrated. They all really were. I don't think this is that crazy. 
I may drop a Moon Man tomorrow or maybe on Thursday. But it's going to be more of a big name household player. And the other thing to keep in mind, um, it is him or whoever said that. And again, no, no, no hate on your comment. Um, but we're going to have the reason the Moon Man list exists. It's not about big names. Who's going to be the number one running back? Who's going to be the number two running back? Who's going to be number five? Like, they're not supposed to be big names, you know, really. They're supposed to be bargains. The movement list are how you win your league. So if we're to sit here and go, like, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's a moon man. He can't be a moon man. He, like, you're going to draft him one overall, unless I feel like that wins you a league, which technically speaking, you could say, like, getting the number one overall pick helps you win the league. Like, there's an argument to be made there that McCaffrey wins you a league, but... I don't think it's helping anybody to put Christian McCaffrey on the Moon Man list. The Moon Man list is all about helping you dominate your opponents. And and so I really I really like the way the Moon Man list is getting put together here. Um, I was hating on Hertz originally. Smitty changed my mind on him. Um, Ron, I was changing your mind on Hertz when I should have been listening to you when you were trying to change my mind on Swift. I was on the yearbook committee. I'm going to be honest right now. I was on the yearbook committee and I decided before the year began that the most likely to succeed is going to be the guy in the bottom right corner. But I did I did predict accurately the best couple of the year in uh, Chase and Burrow. So, Swift. I don't even know where to value Swift right now, to be completely honest with you. I feel like Swift completely just destroyed my faith in him. Such a talented guy. And, and the problem is there's two red flags. Two two flags on the play. More than two flags on the play. Injuries, one flag, all on its own. Another flag is, like, can he hold up? Even if he's not hurt, can he hold up enough to where he is going to be a full-time running back in the NFL? And number three, kind of a similar flag, it, it kind of shares that same flag properties or, of it or whatever. You could call this one flag, it's the same in a sense, but will the staff believe he's capable of carrying and shouldering the load? So it's like you got injury risk and then you got usage because when he came back and he was healthy, they didn't use him. They used Jamal. Now, who, who knows if that changes? I don't have an any kind of uh, a lead on that and no one, no one can we don't really we're not going to hear about that now um, Jamal is, is what's Jamal's contract is he a free agent right now problem with Jamal even if let's say he is a free agent I don't know if he is Jamal Williams Jamal Williams contract let's see what Jamal Williams' contract looks like it looks like Jamal Williams is a unrestricted free agent so, so much will depend on what happens with him. But the problem is, who's going to... I don't care about if you led the NFL, you know, uh, in touchdowns, touch rushing touchdowns. Did he end up finishing first with rushing touchdowns? I believe he, I believe he still did. I don't care if that happens. You're looking at a running back climate right now with the limited job openings for the RB. Limited job openings for the RB. Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, those guys are ahead. Those guys are ahead, and the rest might. The rest of the vacancies may be filled, may be filled by rookie running backs that are cheap. 
So there's a strong possibility that even if Jamal went after doing what he after doing what he did, scoring as many touchdowns as he scored in 2022, even after such an impressive performance in touchdown production, Jamal could go somewhere or he could hit free agency because he's unrestricted right here. He could hit free agency and what? And what? And probably like Melvin Gordon, even though Jamal had a much better season than Melvin Gordon did when Melvin Gordon left this time last year and didn't find any bites. So he came back and re-signed with Denver and we all threw our arms up. We could very much see Jamal Williams, even though he's much better than, than Gordon was, leave, get no bites, get no big offers money-wise because rookies are, are cheap. They're free. They're practically free. And he comes back to Detroit to get a little bit of a bag and they're going to pay him because they love him. And then and then, and then then Swift's value tanks again. So I'm not even going to try and predict Jamal leaving. I'm not. I'm going to leave this up to when it's it's concrete, solid information on it, and then we can readjust. I'm not. I'm not trying to beat people to the punch on predicting Jamal to leave and Swift to finally get the job and then bank on Swift. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit back and say I don't care about being first on this one. Right. This one I don't need to be. If you're first, you're last. Type of uh, person. I need to be safe. If you're not safe, you're last. Okay. That's the way I feel with, with uh, DeAndre Swift this year. I don't, I'm not rushing to any kind of judgment. I'm waiting and sitting back calm and patient-like. Uh, Williams has the best post-game interviews he does. I hope Chicago gets Jamal if Monty leaves. I don't know how I feel about that, bro. I'm really hoping they bank on Khalil Herbert. I really want to put Khalil Herbert on the moon man list, but I just don't see... I don't see... Chicago not addressing the position in a pretty significant way that it's going to very much disappoint us. You know, like I could see if we put our weight behind Khalil Herbert right now and we put him on the Moonman list, and I've thought about it. I really have thought about it. If we put Khalil Herbert on the Moonman list, my guess is we only got to pull him off. Like I'm going to wait until we know after the draft. And my guess is this too. If we put Khalil Herbert on the Moonman list after the draft when no one lands in Chicago, I still believe he'll, there's a lot of room for upside. I think we won't be, you know, first on pushing it like guesswork. Like, we're going to go ahead and put him on the Moonman list and totally close our eyes and swing and hope to God they don't draft an RB or bring someone in. You know, like... And then, and they don't—they probably won't bring someone in because they're in rebuild mode. Although they probably think they could maybe win, I would think I could win at any moment. So, like, you don't know what a coach is going to do. But let's say they draft an RB because he's cheap versus sign an RB that will be expensive. And Jamal wouldn't be as expensive as you know other other RBs. You know, maybe you pay you pay him like you know enough to make him a starter in name, and then a Khalil Herbert shot to the ground. But they could also draft a you know Bigsby. You know, uh, some people's third-ranked rookie running back, or one of our three or four-ranked rookie running backs, like Charbonnet or or Sean Tucker. But the moment, if the bear the Bears don't bring in an RB, and it's like, oh my God, he escaped free agency, he escaped, uh, he escaped the NFL draft, and there's no other RB. There will there will be a lot of people that start talking about Khalil Herbert immediately, and we won't have to feel bad about getting laid in on that either. We played it safe. And we can still come in, and there's so much room for a swing in top five to ten running back numbers, or top. Let's call it top seven to ten. He's a top seven to ten running back if he's starting by himself. 
But but I just don't I don't I don't get the feeling he will be. I think that brings somebody in. It's gonna get cloudy, but he'll still be a good value. Like here's the other thing too is let's say they bring in a Bigsby. Let's say they bring in Jamal. There's still opportunity for him to hit the Moonman list after we know what's what because now his value gets reset and now he's almost undraftable. Do you think someone's going to want to even draft Khalil Herbert if they bring in Jamal? Probably not, but will we love him as a late handcuff home run swing? Because Jamal's older, kind of unproven. He did it really this year. He's, he's been kind of a pedestrian uh, change of pace type back. Always kind of a backup feel to him. He's never really been a full full-time guy Detroit's kind of unique the way they run the ball I don't think that's the same in Chicago might be a rude awakening for people that think you can take Jamal and, and pluck him here and put him over in Chicago and get the same touchdown production it ain't gonna happen so in theory him getting some sort of paper tiger competition might land land him on the moon man list you know what I'm saying like it's all about waiting for the right timing and in 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 dropping some of these guys so for now for now we're gonna wait and see on on adding khalil herbert but he is on my mind he's on the front of my mind i'm constantly thinking about the guy adding him to the move man list thank you again ron for the super chat i think i got a couple of their super chats let me see what they are appreciate all your guys generosity austin or avi austin when i get austin avi uh b hall and Javante, you expecting big bounce backs? Avi, I am of Brees Hall, which is why he is on the Moon Man list, my kind sir. But Javante has a different feel and vibe. Javante, at the moment, this could change Avi. If it changes, you know I'm going to produce a video and start telling everybody left and right for weeks straight to make sure the message gets out. You can bet your bottom dollar, Avi. I feel different I will tell you immediately you'll hear it constantly but right now my gut tells me the feel I'm getting the vibe I'm getting the news that's being reported or not reported in some cases is more important and telling than when news is reported like not hearing anything is bad news sometimes no news is, is bad news not good news when it comes to this I think that he's going to have the Barkley and J.K. Dobbins first year bounce back which is going to be a struggling beginning he gets through it and then the next year you know if everything's looking good in Denver then he can get unleashed but I think Brees Hall everything we're hearing is what I predicted to be the case that we're I just had a funny feeling right you know probably a few months ago I started touting this I had a funny feeling that we're gonna hear Brees Hall's ahead of schedule he looks like he's never mark my words we haven't heard this yet we've heard that part what I said about that came true He's ahead of schedule. He's way ahead of schedule. Looks, you know, looks great right now. He's going to totally be ready for camp. Whereas Barkley wasn't ready for week one. And they shoved him out there and he struggled. JK wasn't ready for week one. They shoved him out there and he struggled. We will hear, we are hearing that Barkley is going to be ready for camp. But my second prediction will come true, I believe. He looks like he never tore his ACL. You will hear... I'm not saying that's 100% true because you're always going to be more healthy the next year out, you know, two years, one year removed. So your second year back. But we will hear verbiage from sources and news reports. I'm just telling you what we're going to hear. And and for the most part, it's going to be slightly true. Like you might not be able to tell it's in cert at certain times. But he'll definitely tell you after this season's over that, you know, I struggled 
you know, a little bit here and there. I didn't have my explosion like I wanted, but I, I compensated. And you're going to hear reports say this, though. Mark my words. He, you're going to hear, you're going to, you're going to read. He looks like he never tore his ACL. We're going to hear those words used in reports. And unless he suffers a setback, that's how I feel it's going to go down. Where's my football? We're going to hear that. Uh, can you guys hear the squeaking in my chair? It's, it's it's the only it's the one thing I don't love about this chair. Is it, it it can you hear that? It makes so much noise. And it, 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 I love the chair though. It's it's been a great decision. But I I do wonder if you can hear that. Uh Dak might get traded now that they fired the OC could could potentially be the case and he's got a, a market moon man rick says you can hear it how loud is it i'm gonna go back and watch it 32 minutes in i'll watch it when i'm done <laughs> it's It's not getting any better, too. It's not, it's not like it's wearing in. I think, if anything, it's going to get louder and louder. I, I, when I move, it's going to be like... Uh, but I, I do believe... I do believe Brees Hall is going to be an absolute monster. A 6 out of 10, says Moonman Ricky, in terms of the... No WD-40, uh, Isaac. You, you don't put that on leather. <laughs> I don't know if anybody taught you that. You don't rub WD-40 into the leather. It is actually the leather that's making the sound. Um, you can't hear it? Okay, good. Some of you might have surround sound on. I don't know. Maybe on, on phones you can hear it or on speakers you can't. I don't know. But anyway, back to Brees Hall. The question at hand. Avi, thank you for the super chat. My man, Avi says, Javante, Brees Hall, do I expect bounce backs? I do out of Brees Hall. Everything we're hearing so far is he's ahead of the game. I believe we hear the next step will be he looks like he never tore his ACL. And like I've said before, it's like when you break your your right arm and you're, you're, you're right-handed and you've got your arm in a sling for, for six weeks, whatever it ends up being, two months, and you have to use your left hand. And you're not very good at things. Like I, I flip a pen with my right hand. You know, I flip a pen with my right hand, but I can't do it with my left hand at all, right? I break my arm. All of a sudden now, I can learn how to do that with my left hand, which I can't do really good with my left hand. You start doing different things, learning different things. I get my right arm back. Guess what? Now I'm just better for it, you know? So, like, part of me thinks if Brees Hall at such a young age where you can recover from an ACL tear at 21 Almost like it's nothing. Not not the first year back. I'm not saying things don't have to go perfect for him. And Javante's still young too, but he had a, a more serious injury. But when you're 21 years old, and you know, you're 20, 21, 19, 20, 21, when, when usually college players tear their ACL at 19, 20, and you don't even know it. You don't even hear. Dalvin Cook tore his ACL in college. You didn't know that, you know? Uh, Priest Holmes tore his ACL before he became became one of the best running backs in the in the National Football League and, and ever in fantasy football. No one, a lot of people don't know Priest Holmes tore his ACL before he became a monster. You're, you're young, you you recover like that. It's crazy. Twenty one and twenty four are like night and day. Think of it like dog years. You know, it's like tearing your ACL at twenty one. It's like it's like dog years. Twenty four is a, a lifetime different than being twenty one. 
for an RB in terms of healing an ACL recovery or really any injury. It's like night and day. It's not It's not close. People often say, ah, oh, 24 is close. It's not. It's not because 24 in dog years, in running back years, running back years, call running back years times, I don't know, three. You know, that's that's how that's how old this man's body feels when he tears an ACL 24 versus 20, 21. So I just have a funny feeling this guy's going to come back on a tear. And I have a funny feeling that we're going to see him get smarter and be able to, my whole point in saying you break your right arm and you learn how to use your left is that maybe he doesn't have the explosion is what my, my I got off on a tangent. Maybe he doesn't have his explosion that he would have had had he not tore his ACL. Maybe he slows down. Maybe his vision improves because guess what? He's a little he's a little bit less explosive. His vision improves. Maybe his pass catching skills improve. Maybe he works on pass protection. Maybe he studies the playbook more than he ever would have. I just have a funny feeling Brees Hall doesn't skate by on this, but it's it's much smoother than we we could possibly anticipate. And he's literally the youngest running back that has reached top one to five running back stature that has torn their ACL. Usually it's in year two, three, four, five, you know, that we see an elite running back tear their ACL, a little bit of wear and tear first, then they tear it. We haven't really seen a rookie that I can recall. Somebody correct me and I might be like, oh yeah, you're right. But a rookie that has climbed into, he climbed into our number one overall rookie, no, number one overall running back. Like he was on his way to being RB one or two, you could call Christian McCaffrey one, and Brees Hall would be chasing him as the number two 2022, not just rookie, 2022 RB. He was on his way to chasing CMC and competing with him. We've never seen an RB as a rookie produce top two running back numbers at that, le- like right when he got hurt, he was at that level, Get have an ACL tear. So this is an interesting age because he's so extra ultra young, and so ultra-talented, the combination has never been seen that I can recall um, at, at that exact age. For, for a long time, at least. You know, Priest Holmes, like I said, tore his ACL right at the beginning, I believe, coming into the NFL. I, for, I forget if he tore it his first year. I believe he did, if I remember correctly, tore his first year, rehabbed in Baltimore, and then headed to KC, I believe, is, is what it was. If I remember correctly, Priest Holmes was phenomenal. It's one of the best fantasy football running backs of all time ever will be. My, my two favorite players no longer playing are Priest Holmes and, and Kurt Warner. Those are my two favorite fantasy football players of all time. Uh, Burrow is is up there now. Um, Bichon could climb there very quickly. I, I love Bichon so much. Uh, but but uh, Burrow's pro- Burrow, Burrow and Walker and Brees Hall are probably my three favorite current running current players in, in the NFL and in fantasy football, you know, just in general. What's up, Roger? Appreciate you. Uh, let's open the phone line, see how you all feel about Pickens. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, dial into the show and let's see what you all are thinking about this man that goes by. George Pickens, the moon man. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. Is he worthy of being a moon man um, extraordinaire? Very curious to know what you all think about this man. Georgie Boy. 
Georgie Boy Pickens, Moon Man Extraordinaire. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Space Monsters. Love Bell, my favorite fantasy player ever so far, says Avi. Blind Larry agrees. JT, says Anthony. I don't know if you're going to find a lot of JT fans in here right now, bro. It's a little, little uh, too early. <laughs> too early to run that one out there. People are so mad at that guy. Uh, and I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Pickens is, oh, here comes Ron. Ron's so excited. Ron's so excited. Ron. Ron, happy George Pickens Day, pal. To the moon. I told you to be patient. I have a, I have a, a method to my madness. He was at no risk of changing value. And I did waver a little bit of as like, I got to fit a certain number of players in. So I, I admit like, I'm still like every time I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm just, I'm going with the flow of my, my gut. But I mean, it's more of like, I didn't rush to this decision with him because it's the rookies I'm worried about, all these young players. And also, one reason why these moon men right here. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. A lot of the time, a lot of the reason why they're all on here is because of, of timing. So, like, space uh, monsters. Bijan Gibbs, Charbonnet, Tucker. Obviously, with the rookie content coming, people are going to start hyping them up. I wanted that hype to be out there earlier. Brees Hall news. More and more news is going to break about how good he's doing, and I want this to be up here ahead of time. As for the remaining players on on here, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Watson, the th- the three wide receivers on here, their situations are all very subject to change very quickly. With Garrett Wilson maybe getting Aaron Rodgers, Watson maybe retaining Rodgers or losing Rodgers, Olave maybe gets Derek Carr or something like that, and then the Dolphin situation will solve itself very very rapidly. So Pickens didn't have any kind of risk or change or reason to like think that he was going to get overhyped between now and when I released him. So that's kind of one reason why. And there's another player that's that's going to get rushed out there really quick. It's probably the biggest name player that will be on the board, um, other than Brees Hall being, to me, Brees Hall is the biggest name on the board, but I know that I, I live in a different world than other people. But this guy is going to be the biggest household name that's that's hit the Moon Man list this year. And I'm, I'm going to run it out there because I'm afraid it's going to have some altering value news-wise. So... Look for that. That'll probably be the next one. Is it? Uh, let me guess. It's more of a veteran player. <sighs> can't say. Can't say. Just by that going, I think it's going to be more of a veteran player. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So everybody, what's everybody <laughs> thinking on Pickens? Ron, explain. Explain to me why you love Pickens. Give me some like. In, some tangible things. Just, just how easily, like, um, he catches the ball, especially along the sidelines, and his footwork is just unmatched. I mean, he keeps his feet in. I mean, right in, I mean, by millimeters, you know. I mean, he keeps doing it, and it's going to be. Awesome. I mean, if he was able to do that this first year and not have Pickett in there at the beginning, have to, you know, use Trubisky and go through all that, and then to grow with Pickett um, after this year, I think it was really important. 
I think next year you're really going to see those two have a, a, a chemistry together that's, you know, going to be unmatched. I mean, um, I, re- I really believe that. I think they're going to be the next next big combo. Yeah. I, I think I, Pickett continues to get better and better, and Pickens is just going to thrive from that because Pickens has all the talent. So I'll put, I'm going to push back on part of what you're saying. I don't know that they're going to become the big duo, but I think he will. He will become what you're saying. I believe that part of it. I don't know about Pickett yet. I'm not saying you're you're going to be wrong. I'm just I'm just not ready. I, don't, I haven't seen enough from him to feel like he's going to be like some kind of top seven or eight or nine quarterback. I think big duo. They'd have to to be coined that Pickett would have to really step it up and be huge. And he could, and, and Ron, we could be back here going, Ron, you were right about Pickett. Good good Lord, Ron. So don't think I don't feel like there's wiggle room. But No, no, for, I'm, don't get me wrong. You know, everybody knows I'm biased toward the Steelers yeah. anyways, but I'm not looking I'm not looking at Pickett jumping right up in the uh, top ten quarterback by any means in his second year. But I think he could easily be in the top, you know, fifteen easy. Um, if he keeps improving like he did this 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 rookie year, I think he can be in the top fifteen. Obviously, yeah, I do. yeah. And you know, of course, um, what I mean by their chemistry is you're gonna have you're gonna have Pickett looking at Pickens a lot more and giving him more value um, volume than he had this year, and that's gonna put Pickens right. I, th- I think Pick- Pickens easily next year, double-digit touchdowns easily. You know what I think? Um, yeah, I do too. You know what I think about him when I when I watch him on film? Like when I well, pull up YouTube footage, if anybody didn't really watch him much last year, I see a veteran route runner. I see a guy that runs very crisp routes. Like they're so crispy, man. They look like they're not just – they're – it's kind of like when you, I don't want to say this the wrong way because people are going to like just take it and think I'm saying what I'm not saying. When you watch a guy like JJ or Adams run a route, they're so clean. And, and you, you look, you sit there and your jaw drops, you know, you're like, that's a, that's such a clean route from the arm movement and like the way they stutter step, uh, the way they complete the, the, like the the stutter and then change directions and just like, it's not sloppy at all. There's a lot of wide receivers that run a really sloppy, like, you know, uh, seven yard out or something like Pickens. Yeah. It looks like he's taking pride. It looks like he's trying to win a, an award for clean route running. And it's like, it's something that just stands out to me when I watch him. And this is why I, I don't know if you saw the beginning wrong when I played that video that I posted before week one, but I was like, this is the number one wide receiver. And I could see it even then, like just yeah, the crisp route running that he that he deployed from day one. And the craziest part is, like, let's say he catches the ball. Most wide receivers, even veterans, will just take it upfield as far as it, you know, as far as it, they're allowed to go, and then they get tackled. This guy's like he knows where the sticks are. He knows exactly. Like it's almost like the best way I could describe it. He seems like a well prepared researcher. He's got the playbook down. He knows where the sticks are before the ball is snapped instead of running a route, catching the ball, and I have no idea where the first down marker is. Like, this guy, he knows everything. He's prepared, prepared. And so he catches the ball, 
and watch his YouTube footage, guys. I promise you, you're going to be like, holy crap, I do kind of sense that there's a weird, like, maturity about his route running and his his uh, his mental awareness and, and state of, like, spatial awareness. So he'll grab the ball, literally get three or four yards upfield, and, and do some sort of, like, spin move to get the extra yard that is the first down marker. Like, it's unbelievable the way he toe-taps, out-of-bounds, extends the ball, because a lot of wide receivers, they, they have the ball in the right arm, and they, they toe-tap, and they go out-of-bounds, and it's they spot it where the ball goes out-of-bounds. He's smart enough to know he'll toe-tap, and literally it'll be an eight-yard reception, and somehow, some way, he'll lean his body this way, and then reach the ball out and get 10 yards instead of eight. It's like, you just watch him. You're like, this guy's so prepared. He's so, every snap, he's so prepared. And I love the the, the crispiness of this man's route running. Smooth. His feet, his feet always, he, I mean, nine times out of 10, he's going to have his feet. It doesn't matter how close he is to the sideline or not. He's going to come down inbounds. He always is aware of where his feet are landing. Yeah. It's oh preparedness. The guy knows he does. The guy knows where the chalk is. He knows where the sticks are. He knows where uh, the defender is. He knows how to use his body. And it's just so impressive to see him get ten yards when you know any other wide receiver except for the big dogs. And that's why I consider him a big dog route runner and footwork person already. Um, you just you know another wide receiver. Even a t- top fifteen to twenty wide receiver. Let's call. Let's call like a. I don't know, um, like even like a. I'm trying to throw out a name without being disrespectful. Just picture someone around fifteen, a really good wide receiver in the NFL, top fifteen guy, 15, 16, 17, somewhere around that range. This guy, when he catches the ball, he's outperforming those guys play for play, and it's just, it just comes down to volume. It comes down to volume. Every time I watch a, uh, any footage on him, every single reception, it's like the guy is trying to get a 9 or a 10 card from, from if you just imagine judges on the sideline going 9 out of 10, 9.5, 10 out of 10 for route running. Okay, let's judge him on his aware awareness of the where the first down marker is. 10 out of 10. It's like it's just unbelievable. That's when, I, when I watch him, I just think he's winning, a, you know, awards on yep. every catch <laughs> it's crazy it comes down to volume yep. my concern is Pickett. i know you like Pickett. i like him i just i don't love him yet and i don't know that i will but i like him enough to say this guy right here 800 yards is a rookie um where's his stats let me pull his stats up one more time 800 yards as uh, a rookie um four touchdowns didn't get going until when was it that Pickett? got into the lineup, Ron. I know you were you were pissed off for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it had to have been like it was like fifth or sixth game or or, or later than that. Um wasn't right away. It was um God, what week was that? Yeah, let me let me pull up his game log. Might so fifth or sixth week. Fifth, fifth or sixth game. Yeah. I mean, he got seven targets in week three. He wasn't really used in week one and two. But, so they the throw but those the weeks out. He had to go through this growing year, and you had to see what he was made of. And and his um, competitiveness, just competitiveness alone, it's kind of like uh, you would see like a Brett Favre-type competitiveness that he has in him. So and and you know Brett Favre wasn't the most accurate passer ever. He, he could he could throw the ball like a 
hard as heck. And, um, um, but sometimes the ball would get away from him, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a finesse quarterback, but his competitiveness just took him to the next level. And I see that in Pickett. And, um, I, I, I think, I think he's, he's going to do well. And I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh actually has a chance to make the playoffs next year. They're going to look a lot better. I think Deontay can't catch the ball. So, um, you hardly see Pickens drop the ball. Uh, that's one great thing. Pickens will, you hardly ever see him drop, miss a pass, miss a pass, where Deontay is always missing passes. Yeah. I like him a lot. And, and some are saying his college but numbers aren't, aren't huge, people, but you what? A couple people in the chat, they say I'd take Kirk over Pickens. And you know, you, you know me, Smitty. I love Kirk. I love Christian Kirk, right? I, I from the very beginning of the year, I was a pro Christian Kirk guy. But you got to remember, and, and Kirk has a lot of talent. I don't think I think Pickens is going to be better overall than Kirk. But you got to remember, Kirk next year, Ridley comes back. How will that affect Kirk and his production? Kirk and the other guys that are receiving on Jacksonville. When Ridley comes back, how's that going to affect their their volume and productivity? Yeah. Um, people are are wondering. Uh, some of the comments said uh, in the chat saying, "Why was Pickens never great in college if he was so good?" But people need to remember that um, he had a like a, a quarterback carousel in college in 2020, I believe it was, and then um, he also uh, in like the spring of 2021 tore his ACL. So yeah, people, he was injured. Yeah, people need to realize like there's a reason why there was uh, a lot of there's a, like a stigma around him during the draft and why he slipped. He was a first round scouted wide receiver, but the injury pretty much wiped him out of the first round. Like can, you know, value yeah. on everybody's board like initially going into the into the draft. It was like, oh my god, how 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 late Pickens gonna fall? Um, will he be? Will he recover? We haven't really seen you know him recover yet. So it's like what are you getting? You know, and that's why he fell, but it was revolving quarterbacks in college and it was a torn ACL. So he was, he, people had to draft him off spec. They had to draft him off of, well, you know, the stats weren't ever there for him each year because of the two, the two things revolving quarterbacks, torn ACL back to back years of just not really his fault. And so you did have to, you did have to pump the brakes on liking him as a rookie. And then when we saw what he was capable of, it's like game on, you know, Yeah, well, I mean, look, 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 look. You, you can't. Well, it's just not that either. Look at who the other receivers were on on the team in college. So it wasn't just George Pickens wasn't the only the the only good receiver on on that team. There was other receivers on that team also that that are highly talented. Yeah. So it, it, it it's going to be interesting to see how he evolves, but I really, really, really like this kid and his raw intangibles that that you that are hard to teach somebody, and he's doing them without being taught. So like they're innate, they're built into this guy's game and and drive. So this I promise you, if anybody doesn't really know, they don't remember, or you didn't own them, so you just didn't really watch a lot of them, or if you just have questions at all and you forgot how, how he looked. 
YouTube is his his highlights from from last year, and just take special note of every play you're seeing. It's phenomenally run the route, um, his mechanics, um, his arm movement, his stutter and stopping, his commitment to the route. There's just stuff you don't see with a rookie. When you see a rookie this evolved, you think to yourself, okay, if he gets the ball, he's going to explode. And the if he gets the ball the right way is the part that I'm worried about. Because, like, if Pickett went down, what would happen? And But also, in Tomlin offenses, you know, Big Ben was a big reason why, you know, certain wide receivers like Deontay Johnson and before him Antonio Brown got laser locked on and peppered with overwhelmingly, like, league-leading targets where it was like, okay, whoever Big Ben's wide receiver is, is going to like lead the league and have a, a chance of leading the league in receptions. It's that crazy of a, of a laser lock that, that, but, but some of it's Tomlin's offense, you know? So I feel like, I feel like there's, it's no coincidence that, that Deontay got peppered. And then I feel like it's no coincidence that, that Pickens is getting targeted a ton when, when Pickett's in there. So I, I think there's a chance for, Picket to see a similar like overdose of, of targets, man. Right. Yeah. I I I just um I think he's just gonna get better and better. I think his his uh second year is just gonna if people don't if people don't believe in him right now, I think this next coming year they're gonna really start believing in him and yeah. he's going to get to the point where he's gonna, he's going to win people some leagues. Um Tony he's going to be one of those receivers. Tony disapproves of this moon man. That's fine Tony. That's fine. I played it earlier where the disapproval started last year when I said this guy would be the number one wide receiver. Ron loved him too. Um Andrew says is Pickens a moon man because of Ron Navy's influence? No. <laughs> Bro, when do I ever let anybody influence that's, what I'm going to say, bro? That's for dang sure. I mean, that's come for, on. That, that's just, for dang sure that, that, that's not my influence because I can't tell Smitty. Smitty never listens to hardly anything I say unless he, unless Smitty agrees with anything that I say initially. He, I can't change his mind. Ron's been complaining about why he's not on this list for a while now. So, like, of course, it's not influenced by it. But here, again, I showed this at the beginning. I won't show the whole thing. But this was well before week one, bro. The best wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is George Pickens. And this, like, slew, 24 weeks ago, comments 24 weeks ago, you can see the 24 weeks there, 23 weeks ago, where there's all these people saying, saying I, I, you know, I'm about one post away from being a Beetlejuice meme. Uh, one guy says I'm degrading the value of my page. Um, so I don't know, you know, uh, you probably missed that, but there's no. There, this has been in the works since the last off season, but it's been a waiting game for me because, like I said, the other movement are more of an urgent. I need to get the word out on them because they're rookies, they're younger guys, their values are about to change. They're about to get quarterbacks, lose quarterbacks. Pickens' situation is not changing, so he's been one of the the easier movement to like ignore for a while. Uh, I'd rather have JSN. Just be patient. Because I'm, I'm, I'm coming around Tony, to that. Tony, if you, look, if you look at both Pickens and London's stats, they're almost spot-on identical from both having four touchdowns, both having over 800 yards, 
Actually, Pickens has a little bit better average um, yardage average than um, than London does, but they're both they're both very good wide receivers. I have nothing against. I mean, if Smitty decided to put London on there, I wouldn't have anything against London being on there too because I think he's deserving also. I think so many of these these rookie receivers last year that are going in, you know, into their second year. Um, they're a lot of them deserve to be on the Moon Man's list. Yeah, because they're just that good. It's one of the better classes to come out of wide receivers in a long time. Yeah, and I know everybody wants JSN on now. Just be patient. Be patient. Like I told Ron Navy when he wanted to pick it on here, I said, "Be patient." Um, pick it through way more. Where would you pick Pickens and London? I think London and Pickens will go in similar spots probably, but it all depends on the quarterback uh, situation for London. You know, if it's if it remains Ritter, yeah. then London's going to get overlooked in redraft. I think people still love him in Dynasty. I think London could very well make the move man list still. I'm not going to just stop putting sophomore wide receivers on if I feel they are the changing of the guard. I mean, the the way the Moon Man list is des- designed right here. The Moon Man. It's dropping loads in outer space. It's not like it, there's a rhyme and a reason to it. It's the changing of the guard. And if you look at rankings, you'll notice space that, you'll notice that there's so many players about to fall off. These are the guys slipping in. It's sophomores. It's rookies. Um, and the, these particular sophomores and rookies, there's rhyme and reason to it. And, and the sophomore wide receivers are just that good. And JSN's that good. JSN can most certainly be on it. If we're talking Dynasty especially. But hang tight. JSN may be on the way. Uh, he may or may not be the next hopefully one. But... You'll be... You what? Hopefully you'll be able to get these guys in like, you know, 6th, 7th, or 8th round uh, come, come drafting season. Hopefully they'll drop that far in the draft. I mean, you know, um, there will probably be a few that go up into the 5th round. But you're not talking to any of these guys in the top three rounds or four rounds probably either because there's you got your elite wide receivers and your elite court you got your running backs and all that there uh hold on we got a uh, we got roger we got roger on the cb hang on roger this is smitty go what's up roger what's up over I'm just so excited about this draft, man. Uh, I want your feelings about uh, what do you think about this draft's going to be? I'm sorry, say that one more time over. I, I didn't catch it. What are stats going to be? Is that what you said? Yeah, I just uh, wondering if you think that uh, this is the best draft class ever. Uh, dra- best draft class ever? No, I think this draft, this current draft class, is going to be good. I think the last three are just replacing all the big dogs, one after the other, bro. You know, changing of the guard, changing of the guard. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop saying it. It really is. But like uh, JSN, Bijan, um, uh, Charbonnet, and and Jameer Gibbs, and maybe Sean Tucker if he falls in the right spot. Mixing those guys into the sophomore wide receiver class with Walker, with Brees Hall, um, 
with so many other names, but then all those the young quarterbacks, the top four quarterbacks, the top five quarterbacks are all super young. Uh, Kyle Pitts will eventually climb into the the number one tight end spot. I firmly believe that it's just he just needs a quarterback. Um, bro, these last three rookies, yeah. like the rookies are getting better and better every every year. You know, players are are training earlier at a younger age, getting better at a younger age, and they're just coming in so NFL ready. It's crazy. You know. They're, they're, they're just yeah, so I just think this year's draft's going to be crazy, man. I mean, I see so much value everywhere. Uh, I like Bryce Young. I mean, he's going to be a beast. Bryce Young, I agree. That's... Over. Hey, Rod. As Pickens goes, Pickens you... is going to be all right. But the quarterback situation scares me. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love picking talent, but I don't know about the quarterback, you know? Yeah, I think I, I, that is my one concern. I know Ron's not concerned about Pickens at all, but or Pickett at all. But I, I think Pickett, Pickett is good enough. He showed enough promise to me that I think Pickens can certainly live on the volume that Pickett is going to feed him. And they've got a great so you, rapport. So, so you're not worried about the quarterback? No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't love him individually. Like, I'm not putting him into my, any of my fantasy ro- fantasy rosters at all. Like, I'm not even comfortable with him as my backup necessarily because, uh, I, I you know, there's so many other quarterbacks that I'm going to bank on. It doesn't mean he couldn't be top 15, which would be a backup, which would be a very good backup in, in a sense. But I, I, I just think there's enough footballs to go around that, He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be he'll be fine. He, he did such a good job his rookie year, and he wasn't even really fully unleashed until you know a little bit into the season. It wasn't like he was ready to rumble in week one, two, or three. Uh, I I think uh, I think twelve hundred or thousand twelve hundred yards and double digit touchdowns is certainly in the cards for Pickens. Wow. Yeah. That's strong. I mean, he had eight hundred and he had, he had eight hundred and five total touchdowns as a rookie. You know. I don't think I don't think it's that crazy, but you know, it's not everybody. I, not, uh, not everybody's gonna like him. Well, I, I'm not. I, I love his talent. I just don't. I just don't see the quarterback situation. You know, it's kind of uh, could, be, wor- could be worse, Roger. Could be worse, Roger. But uh, pick it, yeah, pick it fine. Pick it will be fine. He's all he's gonna do is improve and get better. Anything else, Roger? Over? Oh uh, no, I'm fine. I just, I just, uh, I appreciate you, Smitty. Uh, you're my man. I appreciate you. I hope you don't mind me making fun of the, uh, the, the, the quality of the call. It, it's become a fan. <laughs> fa- it's become a fan favorite. I think if you changed your phone, people would be upset. So you continue being you. You're one of one, Roger. You're one of one, and we appreciate you. Uh-oh. Hey man, later. Roger, Roger, what do you what do you do if you don't mind me asking? Are you you don't happen to be a truck driver, are you? That'd be amazing. Ah, oh, Roger left. Wouldn't that be awesome if he was a truck driver? On top of it, he like really does handle a CB all day long. <laughs> Roger, in the chat, can you tell me what you you don't tell me where you work? We don't need that. We don't need you to to call yourself out. But what kind of what line of work do you do, Roger? I'm dying to know. Uh, we love Roger. I hope Roger doesn't think I'm 
making fun of him. I absolutely love. Roger's becoming a fan favorite. He really is. When Roger calls, people say, where's the guy that sounds like he's eating his phone? People will love the guy. They they can't they can't wait for him to call in. Uh, Roger, let us know what you do for a living, bro. Um, you Judy. know, I mean, this is the fun fun about it, isn't it? it, it it's fun because not everybody's going to agree with everything, and we're all going to have different takes on different players. And then when it when the season starts and they start playing, you get to see uh, the cream of the crop rise, and you get to see who who you know faltered or whatever. And that's all the fun of it. Roger says parts. What's that mean? Parts of what? Parts. He can work in a, a, a parts store like... Uh, like auto? Yeah, auto. Or maybe he works at a dealership. And I picture he, him with he, a CB radio. He I do. runs the parts shop or something, you know? Parts. Who knows? Now I, now I got a parts guy. I wonder if I could call up Roger parts and be like, Roger... My car is sounding like this. Roger's like, that's a that's a belt, bro. That's a that's a belt. That's a that's a that's a loose belt. Or I could I could tell uh, that's probably what he means. Mecha- mechanic, probably yeah, mechanic. Over and out, Roger. I love Roger. Roger, I'm I'm coming to you, bro. I'm coming to you when I got when I got vehicle problems. Someone said body parts. He probably lives in Massachusetts, so you have a long drive. Body part. He's he's a smooth <laughs> operator. Uh, imagine Roger runs the biggest chop shop in the U.S. He probably does, bro. Uh, Judy, I'm not huge on Judy. I like Judy's talent, but I mean, I just I didn't feel any sort of consistency on Judy last year. Like I didn't. And I don't, I don't know until I see it. I you what? I think Judy would be better with a different quarterback. Yeah, I mean, coaching all that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real hopeful. Yep. That we see. It's a situation thing. I don't think he's in the right situation. Yeah. Did Roger respond? Uh, mechanic, mechanic. Okay, Roger's a mechanic. That's awesome. That's a great skill, man. There's not, nothing better than, like, being able to fix a car, bro. You know, so many people can't can't do anything with a car. You lift a hood, they don't, they wouldn't even know what to do. Either like, that or do your own electrical or do your own plumbing, you yeah. know, for your house, house yeah. stuff. Those are, those are professional. I bet you everybody asks Roger to fix their car, though. You know, hey, Roger. <laughs> Poor Roger. That's why Roger... That's why Roger doesn't fix his phone because he, he wants to be like, you're, you're cutting out. You're breaking up. I can't hear you, Aunt Edna. Can you fix my car, Roger? I can't hear you. It's getting really fuzzy. I, I'm losing you. <laughs> I bet you everyone and their mother goes to this man and they ask him, hey, can you work on my parts, Roger? <laughs> uh, Roger's the man. That's why he'll be a steal. Russell Wilson won't suck as bad last year. I don't know. I'm just a wait and see with Judy. I'm a wait and see with Swift. I'm a wait and see with Judy. I'm a wait and see with a whole bunch of players that just I, I want. I don't care. I don't care about being the guy that reinvested in, in one. Finally, 
I'm just going to wait and sit back until I feel comfortable. There's certain players that are just in my no-go zone. There was so much big hype on uh, Denver preseason, and I was like, I wasn't buying any of it. I, I didn't like Denver from the get-go because I've never been a Russell Wilson fan. Ada says, I designed the cars Roger work Roger works on. Well, I, I guess you, what are you doing then, bro? <laughs> why, why are they breaking, Ada? <laughs> why, why is Roger even needed? <laughs> That's my question to you, Ada. Uh, not a lot of attaboys going, uh, getting delivered out there in your your world when when Roger's busy. So Ad is saying that uh, he designed he has bad design. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Lord! Yeah, I meant I meant it to sound funny, uh, attaboy. Now you you don't think I I know my own play on words, Ada? All right. Um, so anyway, that's all I have for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Ron, I, I'm, I'm glad you finally got a moon man that you approve. Well, I, I approve a lot of the moon men. I think I think the one that I that that you know the one that really got me last year that I didn't approve of was was uh, Swift. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean the that's talent one yet on the there... last year. After week one, you did come to me and say, Smitty, you were right on Swift. And <laughs> as soon as you said that, bro got, you know, he was injured. And then we were like, we didn't know how long he'd be in- injured. He fell apart. The moment the moment you said, I like him. <laughs> but you were right all offseason. You were right all offseason about him. Uh, I, you know what's, yeah. you know what, you know what kind of burns me is he was one of my biggest avoids the year prior. And. I, I said he'd never stay healthy. I, I said he'd never stay healthy. And for whatever reason, I started to really get on board during the offseason. I watched a lot of film on him. And I was like, this guy's so talented. And so I said, you know what? I'm throwing injury injury concern to the wind on this one. And I should have trusted my his, his rookie season. I should have trusted my gut on that. Because I did have a big feeling he wasn't going to stay healthy. And I changed my mind. Um, I don't know. Hey, I, 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 I can't see you. You... you you, it was ride and die, and you rode and died with him the whole year. I mean, you just, you were behind, you backed him the whole way. Because he has the talent, and, and and the Lions could have gave him it to him, and they didn't. And so that's the biggest red flag with me. I'm not, I'm not touching him until, yeah. like, Jamal's gone. And even then, because Jamal's a free agent. So we got to see what happens. Does he come back home after a very sad, you know, yeah. free agency tour? And nobody wants him. Uh, and plus, he he loves oh, being I, there. He that, loves being there. He'll take a hometown discount because he loves Detroit, bro. He loves it. He's been rejected. Jamal's like one of those funny guys when you interview him. But you know there's some like hurt and some truth to what he says. But he's like, you know, everybody rejects him. And like he, he t- he's talked about it before. And, and Detroit took him in. And, and similar to Gino's loyalty, he's like almost unfound loyalty Gino would take a massive pay cut to stay in Seattle because he's so loyal to that situation and Pete Carroll yeah. I think yeah. Jamal could take a hometown discount and like then I'm out I'm completely out you know I'm completely out on Swift but if he's the lone running back there and they draft some like kind of unknown rookie whatever I, I it just depends on the entry the cost of entry I, I just he burned us so bad last year 
There's how do you come back from that? Yeah, I well, I mean, I took him in best ball a few times just to have him on the roster, but I stay away from him mostly. Roger says, I love the graveyard crew. Over Roger, it loves you back, pal. Appreciate you. I hope we're blasting in Roger's, you know, shop. You know, he's got the fantasy football show just blaring in the yeah. in the shop and all of his all of his We have are... best graveyard crew. You're gonna have to bring up the, the gravestones again now that the season's winding down and, and all that. You'll have to bring up the yeah. gravestones again. I might have I don't know if you've seen this, but I have uh, I have this for the high super chats of the year and for the, the all time Ron Navy seven sixty five. Rob is the current leader at one hundred. So um also got all the other previous leaders down there below but on the i haven't been i haven't done a good job of keeping it at the top of the you know the show so like what i did is i decided to move its permanent spot is whenever we're doing phone calls or traditionally when we do phone calls i have it right here on the screen so this screen will have the biggest super chat of all time which is ron navy's at 765 um until someone someday knocks that off um Almost feels like it's going to be as rare as, uh, you know, somebody knocking off Tom Brady for Super Bowl rings. It's that big of a number. Uh, and then we've got the high Super Chat of the 2023 season. Currently, it's Bob with 99 bucks. So that will always stay there, and this will be the main phone call screen. In fact, i got to copy this over to the other screen that I was using just to make sure that it's always on screen here. So let me drop this all here. Hold on. Somebody, somebody's going to knock me off. Somebody guaranteed somebody's going to knock me off for sure. Yeah. Let's see. I'll put that right. I'll figure it out. But these will always remain on on the phone call screen. And if anybody wants uh, this year, we're going to do anybody drops a $20 hauler. I'm about to change it once we get to like August because they're, they're, we might get out of control, hopefully. And that's a good problem to have for me. I'm not complaining. But um, anybody that wants a full team breakdown at this point in the offseason, you drop a $20 hauler. I'll put you on the board. We'll break it down. We'll do it live. All right, Ron. Appreciate you, man. Hey, appreciate you too, Smitty. Thanks for um, letting me call in and uh, enjoy. Uh, take part in the happiness that I'm feeling for uh, Pickens. For George, my man, Moon Man Pickens. Moon Man ah. Pickens. Moon Man Pickens. Uh, I love it. All right, Broski. All right, we'll take it easy. Later. 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 All right, bye. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night. I appreciate you all. Um, Roger, you're the man. What other super chats did we have tonight? Let me pull them up. Super chats. Avi, thank you. Avi, thank you. Ron, you guys are both uh, the 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 top super chatters of the day of the night. And I will see you all tomorrow. I'll probably be live tomorrow at 7. Well, I know I'll be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Like always. Because I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live at 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So tomorrow's going to be at least a two live stream day. The midnight show and the 7 p.m. show. Which are very close together. But I may, may, I'm not positive, but I may drop another live stream if there's breaking news, of course, but if not, it will be at least a premiere, I would assume, on the top 10 wide receivers for 
2023 part two part one is already up on my channel you can go watch it just look for the the the, the thumbnail and the title that says top 10 wide receivers part one and uh it was jamar chase justin jefferson and cooper cup and so part two will probably contain i would say three or four wide receivers and then part three will be the remainder also exciting news your boy smitty has episode number five of the fantasy football intern sitcom uh that's going to be released here shortly i don't know if it'll be within a week or two or less i don't know i'm still working on a lot of the edits edits of it for those that don't know we have a sitcom the fantasy football show has a sitcom it's like the league meets the office meets something that that got canceled and it's it's so amazing and when you watch it it really i really believe it is very very funny um, but it is a, sit a sitcom. Four episodes have been produced so far. It's on the main channel. All you got to do is go to the main channel. My main channel, the, the homepage. So you're watching it right now. Go to the homepage. Scroll down about midway and you'll see four graphics that are clear as day as sitcom. It says part episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four. It has Grant. It has uh, Tom on it. It has my mom on one of the graphics. Um, clear as day. But but go go check out those those four episodes of the fantasy football intern, and get ready for episode five dropping very very soon. Um, episode four, Grant Grant um, quit Grant quit the show, the fantasy football show as an intern, and he may be back in episode five. So get ready for it. I'll see you all tomorrow. Peace out. Get charbonade. Pop open a nice bottle of charbonade. Peace out, everybody. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. And Andrew, new Dynasty content coming. I know I, I keep promising an everyday show. We're getting there. I'm just trying to get a lot of things sorted with the playoffs. I, 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 I could keep saying we're going to do it this week, but... It's it's probably gonna there's gonna be two or three shows this week. It's probably gonna be next week without any football that week when I think we start going daily. So um, expect a dynasty, maybe a dynasty show midday tomorrow, a live stream. So get ready. Appreciate you all. Ian, Travis, Ada, hold up, Ron, Echo, Ron Navy, Andrew Clark, Anthony, appreciate you, Terry Roberts if he's still here. Ben. Peace out, everybody. Peanut butter. Tony HGH. Blind Larry. Crack shot. Jerry. 
Moon Man Rick. Mr. TD. It's nice to see all you guys in here. Moon Man Rick, appreciate you. Luke. Max. Maxi Boy. Sam. Joe. Already said Blind Larry. My boy, Blind Larry. Blind Larry called in and was dropping some some fire earlier in, on the other show. James, appreciate you. Luke, all of you. All of you. I work for you. My IG is The Fantasy Football Show. My guy. Same as the YouTube handle. YouTube.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Instagram.com slash The Fantasy Football Show. Or you just type in The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Blind Larry, you gotta get on my IG, bro. My IG is like loads of laughs and fun, bro. Especially the, the live streams that I do. Ron Navy dropping one more super chat. Blind Larry wants to know your IG. Here it is, Blind Larry. The Fantasy Football Show. Just like the sign. Go get some, Blind Larry. Appreciate you. You know, 